organized despair. In a long history of martial art, the instinct to follow and imitate seems to be inherent in most martial artists, instructors and students alike. This is partly due to human tendency and partly because of the steep traditions behind multiple patterns of styles. Consequently, to find a refreshing original master teacher is a rarity. The need for a pointer of the way echoes. Each man belongs to a style which claims to possess truth to the exclusion of all others. These styles become institutions and their explanations of the way, dissecting and isolating the harmony of firmness and gentleness, establishing rhythmic forms as the particular state of their techniques. Instead of facing combat in its suchness, then, most systems of martial art accumulate a fancy mess that distorts and cramps the practitioners and distracts them from the actual reality of combat, which is simple and direct. Instead of going immediately to the heart of things, flowery forms, organized despair, and artificial techniques are ritualistically practiced to simulate actual combat. Thus, Instead of being in combat, these practitioners are doing something about combat. Worse still, supermental power and spiritual this and spiritual that are desperately incorporated until these practitioners drift further and further into mystery and abstraction. All such things are futile attempts to arrest and fix the ever-changing movements in combat and to dissect and analyze them like a corpse. When you get down to it, real combat is not fixed and is very much alive. The fancy mess, a form of paralysis, solidifies and conditions what was once fluid, and when you look at it realistically, it is nothing but a blind devotion to the systematic uselessness of practicing routines or stunts that lead nowhere. When real feeling occurs, such as anger or fear, can the stylist express himself with the classical method, or is he merely listening to his own screams and yells? Is he a living, expressive human being or merely a patternized mechanical robot? Is he an entity, capable of flowing with external circumstances, or is he resisting with his set of chosen patterns? Is his chosen pattern forming a screen between him and the opponent and preventing a total and fresh relationship? Stylists, instead of looking directly into the fact, cling to forms, theories, and go on entangling themselves further and further finally putting themselves into an inextricable snare. They do not see it in its suchness because their indoctrination is crooked and twisted. Discipline must conform to the nature of things in their suchness. That really is the key point. Maturity does not mean to become a captive of conceptualization. It's the realization of what lies in our innermost selves. I'll say it again. Discipline must conform to the nature of things in their suchness. When there is freedom from mechanical conditioning, there is simplicity. Life is a relationship to the whole. The man who is clear and simple does not choose. What is, is. Action is based on an idea is obviously the action of choice, and such action is not liberating. On the contrary, it creates further resistance, further conflict. Assume pliable awareness. Another key point. Relationship is understanding. It is a process of self-revelation. Relationship is the mirror in which you discover yourself. To be is to be related. Assume pliable awareness. 
set patterns, and capable of adaptivity, of pliability, only offer a better cage. Truth is outside of all patterns. Forms are vain repetitions which offer an orderly and beautiful escape from self-knowledge with an alive opponent. Accumulation is self-enclosing resistance and flowery forms strengthen their resistance. The classical man is just a bundle of routine ideas and tradition. When he acts, he is translating every living moment in terms of the old. Knowledge is fixed in time, whereas knowing is continual. Knowledge comes from a source, from an accumulation, from a conclusion, while knowing is a movement. The additive process is merely a cultivation of memory which becomes mechanical. Learning is never cumulative. It is a movement of knowing which has no beginning and no end. In martial arts cultivation, there must be a sense of freedom. A conditioned mind is never a free mind. Conditioning limits a person within the framework of a particular system. In martial arts cultivation, there must be a sense of freedom. A conditioned mind is never a free mind. Conditioning limits a person within the framework of, of a particular system. To express yourself in freedom, you must die to everything of yesterday. From the old you derive security, from the new you gain the flow. To realize freedom, the mind has to learn to look at life, which is a vast movement without the bondage of time, for freedom lies beyond the field of consciousness. Watch, but don't stop and interpret, I am free. Then you're living in a memory of something that has gone. To understand and live now, everything of yesterday must die. Freedom from knowing is death, then you are living. Die inwardly of pro and con. There is no such thing as doing right or wrong when there is freedom. When one is not expressing himself, he is not free. Thus he begins to struggle, and the struggle breeds methodical routine. Soon he is doing his methodical routine as response, or reaction rather, more specifically, rather than responding to what is. The fighter is to always be single-minded with one object in view, to fight, never looking backward or sideways. He must get rid of obstructions to his forward movement emotionally, physically, or intellectually. One can function freely and totally if he is beyond system. The man who is really serious with the urge to find out what truth is has no style at all. He lives only in what is. One can function freely and totally if he is beyond system. The man who is really serious with the urge to find out what truth is has no style at all. He lives only in what is. If you want to understand the truth in martial arts, to see any opponent clearly, you must throw away the notion of styles or schools, prejudices, likes and dislikes, and so forth. Then your mind will cease all conflict and come to rest. In this silence you will see totally and freshly. If any style teaches you a method of fighting, then you might be able to fight according to the limit of that method. But that is not actually fighting in its suchness. That is not total combat. It's by inherently fragmentary by its very nature. If you meet the unconventional attack, such as one delivered with broken rhythm, with your chosen patterns of rhythmical classical blocks, your defense and counterattack will always be lacking pliability and aliveness. If you follow classical pattern, you are understanding the routine, the tradition, the shadow. You are not understanding yourself. 
How can one respond to the totality with partial fragmentary pattern? Mere repetition of rhythmic calculative movements robs combat movement of its alignment and isness, its reality. Accumulation of forms, just one more modification of conditioning, becomes an anchor that holds and ties down. It leads only one way, down. Form is the cultivation of resistance. It is the exclusive drilling of a pattern of choice moves. Instead of creating resistance, enter straight into the movement as it arises. Do not condemn or condone. Choiceless awareness leads to reconciliation with the opponent and a total understanding of what is. Once conditioned in a particular method, once isolated in an enclosing pattern, the practitioner faces his opponent through a screen of resistance. He is performing his stylized blocks and listening to his own screaming and not seeing what the opponent is really doing. We are those kata, so we are those classical blocks and thrusts. So heavily conditioned are we by them. To fit in with an opponent, one needs direct perception. There is no direct perception when there is resistance. Uh, this is the only way attitude. To fit in with an opponent, one needs direct perception. Having totality means being capable of following what is, because what is is constantly moving and changing. If one is anchored to a particular view, one will not be able to follow the swift movement of what is. Whatever one's opinion of hooking and swinging as part of one's style, there cannot be the least argument to acquiring perfect defenses against it. Indeed, nearly all natural fighters use it. As for the martial artist, it adds to the versatility of his attack. He must be able to hit from wherever his hand is. But in classical style, system becomes more important than the man. The classical man functions with the pattern of his style. How can there be methods and systems to arrive at something that is living? To that which is static, fixed, dead, there can be a way, a definite path, but not to that which is living. Do not reduce reality to a static thing and then invent methods to try and reach it.